What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports, or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Aigus, and ladies and gentlemen, free agency has opened in the NFL, along with March Madness has officially begun. So, without further ado, everybody listening, let's get it. So this is the first episode since the NFL season has ended that we have returned to where there's been some big news. Uh, Free agency just opened yesterday along with some trades that have happened. And let's start with the big trade, which was the trade for the number one overall pick from the Carolina Panthers, grabbing that from the Chicago Bears. And I have one thing to say about this trade. (laughs) Um, That's a fleece and 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 a half uh that is insane i don't care what position your team is in how good the number one overall pick may be that is absolutely too much uh to give to any team uh especially a team that i believe is slightly built to you know start building towards a super bowl team in the chicago bears so if you don't know they traded two first round picks i believe a second round pick and a third round pick along with, in my opinion, Pro Bowl, possibly All-Pro wide receiver, DJ Moore. And so, not only are you giving them still a top 10 pick in this draft, Carolina is still not near, like, a playoff run, so that is still going to be a good pick, uh, that future first-round pick, and the second and the third-round pick are still going to be good as well. And along with that, you give them exactly what they want. A wide receiver. Uh, hell, the Bears were going to pick a defensive player or a wide receiver in this draft. That that was their main goal. They have their quarterback in their opinion. They have a running back core in their opinion. They like their tight end. They could upgrade the offensive line, but I don't agree with taking an offensive lineman in the first round. So so now they can just kind of do whatever they want. And you gave them what they wanted. They gave you a wide receiver one in my opinion um and so this is a fleece and a half for me i don't believe that cj stroud or bryce young or anthony rich any of these quarterbacks could go on you know to be on the elite level and i still think this is a good trade for the bears because even if one of those quarterbacks that the panthers pick turn out to be amazing I still believe they're not going to be like some Super Bowl level team. I believe though with what the Bears have gotten and what they have done so far in the offseason including signing Tremaine Edmonds along with others, I believe that the Bears are building themselves up to be a team of that level. And I mean listen, if you're a Panthers fan and you're happy you got the first overall pick, then good to you. I just personally believe this is a very bad trade for Carolina, especially seeing the way that they have been turning this offseason, including their big signing, bringing in Von Bell from the Cincinnati Bengals uh, on a nice little contract. I just believe a couple of these teams that are still very low ranked are going all in right now, and I just don't know if that is the move to do, considering that I think the the competitiveness in the NFL is at an all-time high right now. I think there is multitudes of teams 
that will be competing for a spot at the Super Bowl this year. And I just don't believe that a team like the Panthers or the Bears or the Texans or, or such as uh, are in that category or anywhere near. They would have to make insane uh, amount of moves to really get to that level. So personally, these moves that these teams are making and stealing these big name free agents from the teams that are in that tier, I just believe it's going to hurt them more in the long run than other teams. Along with that, we've had some, you know, decent signings. Nothing huge yet, um, but it does seem like the Jets are making the final touches and moves to bring in Aaron Rodgers. He did have a little bit of a wish list, which is very Aaron Rodgers-like. We all expected this, including bringing the majority of his receivers from Green Bay to New York. Now, hear me out. Um, wasn't that his main problem in Green Bay was that he didn't have wide receivers, and yet he wants them in New York? When, in my opinion, New York has a pretty decent wide receiver core to begin with. But there's been talks of bringing Alan Lazard, which I, I like that pickup personally. Uh, I think uh, um, a duo of Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard would be great. But along with that, you know, he's asked for Randall Cobb. He's asked for Odell Beckham Jr., which I don't know where Odell fits in that core at all as a starter, especially since he sat the entire last season out. I just don't see where that fits. But it seems like the Jets are going for Aaron Rodgers. And even though I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers, I do like the Jets to a degree. I, I want them to be good. And I do think they were a quarterback away from being an elite team last year. And so they're going out and getting someone that, although I may not like, I cannot deny, has insane talent. So I think the Jets are making a good move. Along with that, we talked about the Bears bringing in Tremaine Edmonds. Listen, I love Tremaine Edmonds. I think he's great. Did he deserve that much money? No. Especially after the Bears last season announced when they traded Roquan Smith that a linebacker should not be paid that much. And they're not going to pay that much to have an elite linebacker. The person they said should be getting that money is the quarterback, the wide receivers. They really care about the skilled positions. And then you go out and sign a linebacker for a little less, little less, uh, than what you would have paid Roquan Smith. So it just personally doesn't make any sense to me. And then, in my opinion, so far the worst signing of free agency is the Las Vegas Raiders going out and signing Jimmy Garoppolo uh, to become uh, what I would believe is their starting quarterback. They may still draft one, uh, you know, in the draft this year. But it seems like Jimmy Garoppolo, at least for this season, is going to be the quarterback. And don't get me wrong, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is much better than a lot of people think. Obviously, he has led teams you know, to NFC championships, to the Super Bowl, uh, when he got traded over to the 49ers. And so he absolutely knows how to win in the NFL. But last season, you have Derek Carr. You are in a division with three very tough opponents, and all three of them are going to get better next season. You have the Chiefs, who are the Super Bowl champions. You know, you have the Broncos, who are looking to make decent, good moves uh, over the last couple of weeks. And you also have the Chargers, who, even though they had a bad end to their season last year, 
you know, they are going to get better. They are going to progress. And so now you're stuck because you replaced a average quarterback with an average quarterback. Um, and I'll refrain from using the word mid, but it is truly what I believe. Middle of the pack guys right here, Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't believe you make yourself a Super Bowl contender with that move. But for the main part, that is the uh, the big signings that have been going on in the NFL. It'll obviously develop more as time has gone on. But listen, uh, the NFL is great and all, and I love watching the offseason, but we got maybe the most exciting time in sports, ladies and gentlemen, because March Madness, the bracket has officially been announced, and we're gonna do exactly what we did last year with this. We're gonna go round by round. I'm gonna tell you who my personal champion is uh, at the beginning of this round, my final four, and who I think the champion will be, but for today, we're not going to predict the second rounds, the Sweet 16s. We're just going to predict the first rounds, and I'm going to tell you who my personal Final Four is. So let's look over in the South region. We have Alabama uh, against whoever comes in the 16 seed. I got Alabama, Maryland versus West Virginia. I personally have the upset coming in there on West Virginia. Then we have the 5 versus 12 seed for, if you don't know, the 12 seed does have some luck against 5 seeds in past tournaments. We have San Diego State versus College of Charleston. A lot of people are picking Charleston here. I personally think San Diego State has the potential to go very far in this tournament. Then we have the 4 versus the 13, Virginia versus Furman. I got Virginia. I know they're an easy pick to go against, but I'll go with Virginia there. And then we have Creighton 6 versus 11, NC State. Creighton is really good. I thought about going the upset here, but I will go with Creighton. Then we have three Baylor versus UCSB at 14. I'm going with Baylor. I'll go with the easy pick there. And then we have Missouri versus Utah State, a seven versus a 10. And I'm going to go with the upset here. I got Utah State moving on. And then finally, the Ivy League champion, 15 Princeton against two Arizona. I will go with Arizona. Then we move down to the East region. We have Purdue, number one against whoever they play. I got Purdue. We're going with all ones here. Then we got Memphis versus FAU. I'm going with Memphis. Five, Duke versus 12, Oral Roberts. A lot of people seem to like the 12 here as well with Oral Roberts. I'm going with Duke. Now here is one that Tennessee is without their best player. I do not know the name offhand, uh, but they're number four going up against number 13, Louisiana. And even without their best player, I personally am going with Tennessee. Then we have number six, Kentucky versus number 11, Providence. I see a lot of people picking the upset for this one as well. I am going to stay away from that. I'm going with Kentucky. I think Kentucky hit a stretch at the end of the season. Uh, that if they are able to reach that potential, they're one of the most dangerous higher-end seeds in the tournament. Then we have number three, Kansas State versus Montana State at 14. I'm going with Kansas State. Then we have the 7-10 matchup, Michigan State versus USC. I'm going with the upset here as well. Two 7-10s are going to the 10s for me, and USC will move on. And then finally, the 2 versus 15, Marquette at 2, Vermont at 15. I am going with Marquette. Then we move over to the Midwest region where we have Houston versus Northern Kentucky. If there is any 16 seed that is going to beat a one seed, it is going to be Northern Kentucky. 
but Houston is the best team in the country for a reason. I believe they will be moving on. Then we have the 8 versus the 9, Iowa versus Auburn. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, I have learned to pick against the Big Ten in March Madness, and I have learned to pick for the SEC in the March Madness tournament. So I'm going Auburn with the upset over Iowa. Then we have the U, Miami at 5 versus Drake at 12. I'm going with Miami. Then at 4-13, you have Kent State at 13 against Indiana at 4. I know I just said that I have learned to pick against the Big Ten schools, but there's a 4 versus 13 matchup. I got Indiana. Then we have Iowa State at 6 versus whoever they play. It is uh, going to be between Mississippi State and Pitt and... I'm going with the 11 seed that comes in no matter who wins. I'd prefer if it was Pitt, but if not, if it's Mississippi State, I'm going with Mississippi State. Then at 3 and 14, we have Xavier versus Kennesaw State. I'm going with Xavier. At 7-10, we have Texas A&M and Penn State. I've gone with 10 seeds so far all throughout this tournament, but... I'm going with Texas A&M at 7 here. Then we have Texas versus Colgate. A lot of people like the upset in this one. They think this could be the 215 that goes the other way. I don't. I think the 1s and the 2s are going to make it to the second round completely. I have Texas going through. Then Kansas versus Howard. I got Kansas. Arkansas versus Illinois. What have I preached? Go against the Big Ten school. I got Arkansas. Then... 5e12 i have picked all five so far in this tournament but we have saint mary's versus vcu and saint mary's has had a great season but vcu knows how to hoop i'm going with vcu then we have four versus 13 yukon versus iona i got yukon six tcu versus 11 it will either be arizona state or nevada I got whichever team comes out of that. Arizona State or Nevada. TCU, you can't do good in two sports this year. That's not fair. Then we have three versus 14. Gonzaga versus Grand Canyon. I got Gonzaga. Seven Northwestern versus 10 Boise State. I'm going to do the split on the seven and tens. I got Northwestern moving on. And and the final matchup of the first round. UCLA at two versus UNC Asheville at 15. I love Asheville. It's one of my favorite cities that I've gotten to visit in my life. But I'm going with UCLA in that matchup. Now you may be wondering, Phoenix, what is your final four matchup? Well, I did stick with that. I am going to have multiple uh, one and two seeds in the final four. But I am going to have one, five, or more seed in my final four. As that has been a trend in past years. So in the South region, who do I have coming out? I personally have Alabama coming out of the South region. At the end of the day, it does come down to star power, and Alabama has one of the biggest stars in the bracket. Then we move on to the East region is where I'm going to have my five plus seed. The East region is very weak in my opinion. You have Duke who is not at their peak. Tennessee who is missing their best player. And Purdue who is probably the weakest one seed out of the four. So who do I have coming out of the East? I have Kentucky coming out of the East region of the tournament. And then we move on to the Midwest region where I am going to have Texas 
come out of the Midwest. I just believe that Houston has some weak points in their team and Texas will be able to expose them if they get to play them. Then finally, in the West region, it is personally between Gonzaga and Kansas for me. I think I'm going to go Kansas here. And so that will leave us with Alabama versus Kentucky and and Kansas versus Texas. And who do I have reaching the national championship? You know what? I am going to go with Kentucky versus Texas in the national championship. And I will have Texas taking the whole thing. I believe Kansas really can repeat as a back-to-back champion, but I am going to go with Texas. And so when we get to the second round or, you know, wherever the next episode may be, we'll talk about it more. I am going to try and update my predictions and everything on Twitter. So if you want to check that out, it's at RookieBallPod1. So if we don't have an episode coming out before the next round, which is probably likely, then you guys can check it out on there as I will give my updates and predictions to each and every single game. So I hope you guys get to check that out. And that is all the time we have for today's episode. So I do hope you guys enjoy, and I will see you guys on the flippity flip. Get out of here.